Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. And welcome to Bink at Night. Jay Binkley, Chris Unocero, producing the operation we're going to have a ton of fun tonight, as Chris and I always do. We do the show together. And hear from you, 913-576-7610. Jay Sathley and Toast Service text line, 913-576-7610. What do you think about the uh, Chiefs' generosity? This thing's taken off now. You know, it's $13 donations uh, from a Chiefs' Twitter account. Now this thing is made to where we're talking about it, the news is talking about it. I know people that have donated to this process, to this cause. Even there was a group in Buffalo that supports the hospital, gave them $13,000 because of the the 13 seconds, and then they had 13017 cents for Josh Allen. It is pretty nice to see, uh, see this whole crazy situation, the way that game ended, kind of turn into a, a really nice charitable uh, situation for, for both teams. Because I know we've seen donations go on either side. A lot of people donated Tyron Matthews uh, Foundation as well. So I actually really like seeing that aspect. It's one of the good few good stories we hear about in the news sometimes. You know what? And the funny thing is, it's over 255000 now. That's a lot of money. I think they raised like four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. The uh, Bengal or the uh, the uh, Bills did for Andy Dalton's charity. You remember when that happened? The, I, uh, I don't know. No, no they I didn't did. Know that. They kind of started it because they donated all that money to Andy Dalton's charity, and uh, it was like four hundred and fifty thousand dollars or something like that. But if there's one thing I know about Chiefs fans, they don't like to lose, and I expect this. Here's the thing, though. They had received $178,000 like really quickly with this, Chris. And that's before it became like mainstream. That was just people hearing about it on Facebook or whatever or through a friend. And now that's, I just saw NFL Network talking about it. Like NFL Network is talking about it. ESPN was tweeting about it. Barstool Sport, all of them, Sporting News, you name it, has been doing a story on it. And now we're talking about it. I assume that number, it was like 255 earlier today. I assume that number hit half a million within a day, just to be honest with you, because that got that money without it even being pubbed. Yeah. A big applause. The and Chiefs it was just $13 fans. donations. Big applause. The chiefs fans going out there and donating to a good cause. You know, I think that's one thing about football kind of brings us together. It's a great cause. 
uh, Josh Allen. It's uh, you know named after his grandmother and everything. But uh, according to that hospital, it's o- at OCH Buffalo, uh, $255,000 has been raised. And this morning, it was insane as well, the amount uh, of donations from Chiefs fans. And I hope Buffalo takes this well because this is the stuff they've been doing. They've done it on several occasions. Bill's Mafia has for uh, raising money for uh, different programs of the Kansas City Chiefs. Is my mouse is completely broken now, so I can't do anything. So, all oh, your mouse broke. Yeah, it completely can't do anything. So I am literally lost. I can't do anything with this computer, which is fine with me. So, uh, but anyway, I love the fact that Chiefs fans are so. Uh, Having so much fun with this uh, with this charity deal, and it just kind of shows you what Chiefs fans are and how much money they like to give. But I'll tell you this much too about Buffalo fans: they need to get over this thing, man. They need to get over it, right? Like, here's the thing: there was four penalties in that game. Four. Chiefs had one for ten yards. They had three for fifteen. That's four for twenty-five, Chris. That was a great. <laughs> I love the way that game was efficient. They let them play. Yeah. They let them play that game, and that was just sweet, sweet justice for the Kansas City Chiefs and Buffalo Bills that, hey, this game is 100% complete on the field, not through the officials. And, yeah, there were some things that could have been called. Clearly, there was things that could have been called, but they had their chance at the end of the game to actually go out and win the game. I actually I, I do not like when the officials are heavily involved in the uh, in the decision of a game. We obviously know what happened in that Cincinnati game. I, I the the officiating crew that was calling that game was uh, they're they're known for kind of being light on their whistles there. So uh, it's actually really nice that they were uh, they were pretty chill on that because I mean frankly I think. It was pretty nice not having the officials be a part of the story and let it just be the quarterbacks be involved with that because we all know whenever the uh, referees are a part of the story, it's a major problem. It is a major problem. It's 100% a major problem. The referees become part of the story. But the whole thing, you know, how about Harrison Butker? He's 91% accurate kicker, misses a 50-yarder. You know, by the way, Harrison Butker has the Chiefs franchise record for for 50-yard field goals this year, right? right? And he misses an extra point. We might not be talking about all this drama. And then Buffalo, I think, quickly came to their senses because there's a lot of people pointing out, hey, the Kansas City Chiefs had this same problem back in 2019. It was a 2018 season, a year, Chris, in which Patrick Mahomes won the MVP. You would think the other teams would have looked at it and said, hey, man, this kid's good. Just won the MVP. We don't want him to get the ball and score a touchdown like Tom Brady did on the Kansas City Chiefs. Or Mahomes has gone to three straight Super Bowls. That it did make a difference. It kept the Chiefs out of the Super Bowl because they didn't have a chance to do it. So yeah, the stakes are higher. Buffalo, this is a divisional game. And the only reason you're in a divisional game is because you didn't take care of business during the season and you had six losses. Because you lost to the Jaguars, you lost at home, and you were pounded by the Colts at home. And you, then you lost to Steelers in game one at home. You were inconsistent. You beat the Chiefs, but you couldn't handle being the best team. Right. I mean, they, they and we've talked about this for I don't know, probably a month now. The Bills controlled their own destiny. When they beat the Chiefs and won the Super Bowl in week five, 
they had the opportunity to go out there and, and be the elite team and hold on to that number one seed in the in the playoffs and basically put themselves in a position to host the AFC championship game. And they failed to do it. They lost to bad teams. We talked about this a lot, about the biggest difference between these two teams is the fact that these guys, like the Chiefs, are a team, are a team that lost to good teams, to playoff caliber teams. And the Bills were a team that lost to a lot of bad football teams this year. Lost in bad situations where you only give up 19 passing yards on three attempts by the Patriots. I mean, you cannot lose games that way and then put and then expect for people to look at you as, as being the elite team. And it's one of the reasons why I found how they were getting the benefit of the doubt so confusing. So I, I do find it very entertaining that, you know, now in this situation – we're kind of seeing that the Bills were a very great team, but they were also very flawed. And, you know, it's 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 actually a really interesting situation to see now that the Chiefs will be hosting the uh, AFC Championship game. So uh, I, I do think that this Chiefs team is one that is uh, very much going to be talked. Like, this game is going to be talked about in a way that uh, we're – generally not going to talk about most divisional matchups. Like I, I, I talked about this pretty heavily when we were um, when I was on the air on Sunday and I, I said that this chiefs team very much, if they win against the bills, the bills are the best team that they'll play. They'll have played against. And on top of that, if they win this game, they'll basically assure that they will be the favorites going out of uh, the a in the AFC championship and in the Super Bowl the rest of the way. And it was a I think it's a situation now where you look at it and like, of course, these two teams are going to be controlling their their uh, this Chiefs team is controlling the narrative around them. So uh, it, it is really interesting to see how this team has kind of changed the perception about them going into the AFC championship game. Yeah, they totally changed the perception and how they're looked at. But, you know, I, I just can't, I mean, except your defeat. I mean, I, I went on with their station, you know, last week in Buffalo to talk about this game. And I know Alex Gold did too with our friends there uh, in ESPN Rochester. Then I joined him Monday, and then they wanted to talk to Alex Gold again on Tuesday. It's kind of like, come on, guys. Come on, guys. It, it's it's on the Cincinnati. It's on the Cincinnati at this point, and you need to get over the game because not good. If you're the Buffalo Bills and you're whining about this, again, fair is fair in the overtime. You know what the overtime rule used to be? You look back to 2010. You go back to 2010. They did this for the postseason because it used to be you come down, you kick a field goal, you win the game. And then all of a sudden, 2010 postseason, they said you need to score a touchdown then the other team gets a chance. You can't just go down there and kick a field goal and win a game. Right. Great rule. They didn't they did an eleven postseason, but then in 2012 they made it regular season and postseason. So they completely changed up uh what they did, and we've had that rule ever since. I'm actually okay with the rule because here's the thing. Here's the thing, Buffalo. You talked all week, and actually they talked all week about your number one defense. Your number one defense, your number one DVOA defense. You're number one defense against the pass, and you're number one scoring defense. And yet you let somebody come down 13 seconds and tie a game. And then you let them beat the, beat you in the first drive. Stop somebody. Don't tell me how good your defense is when it sucked. It was bad. Chiefs put up 552 yards on the best defense in the NFL. Yeah. Where's that talk? 
Where's that talk where you just didn't go out and stop somebody? And I, I think the the talk about that is interesting because I feel like what is happening is we're kind of bailing out the defenses in this whole situation. I was when I was driving in, I was listening to to uh, to the drive, and Cdot had Danny Parkins on, and they were talking about you know he asked I think the first question he or maybe the second question he asked was about how he would change the overtime rules. And like, that's kind of been the most common question that has been asked this week. Oh, how would you change the overtime rules? Like, should they change the overtime rules? It'll be talked about heavily during the off season. Or, you know, are they going to change the overtime rules? And, and I, I think the, the biggest thing that we're doing when we ask that question is we're bailing out the Bills' defense, which you just brought up. Number one overall, number one in scoring, number one on third down. They had an opportunity to just not give up 44 yards in 10 seconds, and they blew it. And whenever we start talking about these rules of, you know, should the defense, you know, should should the team that loses the coin toss get to touch the football in overtime? And I, I generally would like to see that. But why don't we encourage defenses to play better in overtime so that you don't give up a touchdown? You know, it'd be different if like the, the rules were how they used to be, where if it was you kicked a field goal, then, you know, the, then, the, then, you know, you could automatically win. So you didn't even have to score a touchdown. You don't have to really work for it like that. You could just get to the 30, kick a 48 yard field goal game over. But like now the situation is that you have to score a touchdown to win. If you get the ball first, I feel like your defense should hold team, hold it, hold the opposing team from being able to get into the end zone. If you give up a field goal, you still got a chance to win. If you lose the coin toss. So I, to me, I just feel like we're bailing out the defense when we're saying that, oh, both teams should get to touch the football there. I just feel like it's excuse making on the part of defense, even though, yeah, I mean, I normally would agree that it's nice to get your quarterback matchup there and being able to see Josh Allen touch the football in overtime. But at the end of the day, let's say they both score touchdowns. The Chiefs would get the ball back and then Patrick Mahomes would be able to score again and you'd win. So I to me there's no difference there. Just I encourage like better the, defense. I personally like the college overtime. I know a lot of people don't like it. The pros I watch all that'd like, be too crazy in the you pros. Get the second <laughs> overtime you go for two. Third overtime you'll do yeah. two point conversion. Yeah. It's that simple. Coming up next though, before we move on to Cincinnati Bengals, I want you to hear some clowns, the naysayers, and then ask yourself, these people cover the NFL? We'll discuss that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. And welcome back to Bank at Night. Jay Bankley, Chris Inocero producing the operation from the 785. I knew this was going to come up tonight. The question was, can we talk about the fact Joe Burrow is about to roll in the arrowhead for the first time and once said that SEC stadiums and competition are louder than NFL stadiums. L-M-A-O. Now, he'd said that a couple months ago, but he did address that today. You know, in the SEC, every single week, it seems like that, you know, every stadium is really loud. You know, there's hundreds of thousands of people, uh, you know. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This one is going to be similar. You know, we expect it to be really loud. We're talking about it throughout the week. You know, we're going to have to be great with our communication, our nonverbal communication just like every week on the road. So he's respecting how loud it is in Kansas City. Matter of fact, in Cincinnati, they're like blaring loud sounds while they're practicing. I retweeted some of those yeah. nice little tweet about the loud <laughs> sounds doing it. But here's the thing about Joe Burrow's comments. All right, well, let's not get sensitive about things, guys. I mean, seriously. I was just talking about how sensitive the Bills fans are. If you're mad at Joe Burrow for saying this, you're sensitive. And you're way too sensitive. And I'll tell you why. Four stadiums in the SEC hold over 100,000 people. Five hold over 90,000 people. The NFL is littered with 65,000, 67,000, you name it. Joe played in big-time games on the road in the SEC. And you know what? In the NFL, he has an experienced arrowhead. Now, he'll get this. I'm curious what he'll say afterwards. Tom Brady, in one of his documentaries he's doing now, says the loudest place he's ever seen. Joe will get a taste of it. And I know Chiefs Kingdom will be loud for him because he'll get a taste of it. And he'll be like, man, that is like playing in a college atmosphere. He hasn't got the sample yet. He hasn't got to taste it. So can he really talk about Niagara Falls looking cool if you've never seen it? Well, he's never experienced Kansas City and the noise. And yes, the SEC is damn loud. When you put over 100,000 people, sometimes 102, 103,000 people in a stadium, guess what? We can have all this pride about Kansas City and all that. That's damn loud. That is... 27,000 more people than Arrowhead Stadium at some of these stadiums in the SEC. So I'm not going to blame Joe Burrow for that because this year he's played in places like Detroit. He's played in Jacksonville, Cleveland, Baltimore. No, those places aren't louder than the SEC. They're not. The places he's played in the NFL are not louder than the SEC. This one can be. I want people to be offended by this. I want Chiefs fans to be angry about this because that means that they're going to show out on Sunday and be incredibly more motivated to be loud and I obnoxious. Hope so, but, the, but to blame this kid over that no, is ridiculous. No, do that. Be irrational, man. Like, if you're one of those people that got pissed about it, be pissed about it. Let that man, like, let that man feel, let it feel like he disrespected you when he said that you guys weren't as loud as playing in in Knoxville, Tennessee. He played at the Jets. He played at Detroit yeah, this year. No, let so him come on, let him be angry. Let be angry about that Chiefs fans. If you are listening to this right now, you're going to be at that game on Sunday. Get pissed about it. Oh, he's going to get experience. Get I would, pissed I would, about that. But here, it doesn't mean anything to me until he sampled it, right? 
We 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 do sample Zerohead Stadium. You know, just keep thinking this, Joe. It's fine, but they are pumping in loud music in Paul Brown Stadium while they practice for a reason. Yeah, no, let him because be. there's other people in that organization that have played here. Yeah, of course. Like like I said, let the people who are offended by it be offended by it because that's gonna certainly motivate them to go out there and show Joe Burrow just how loud Arrowhead Stadium is, and I think that could work to our advantage on Sunday. Yeah, I just wouldn't let that uh, totally. Uh, wouldn't that let? Wouldn't that let that totally damp your your opinion? Because Joe's going to be like that. By the way, he's going to have opinions, and that's just him. That's his moxie. He's going to say things that piss you off. But there's one thing to do: is just be loud to where he can't hear, and he takes timeouts. That's the way to combat something like that. Let's go to the phone lines. Talk to my man Reggie in Anaheim. What's up, Reg? Hey man, how y'all boys doing? How you doing? Oh, we're doing good, man. Uh, yeah, I, I just woke up out of a coma after that game uh, Sunday. So, uh, you know, I'm just now getting my getting my breath back and getting my heart rate just came down, getting ready for the uh, the game against Cincy. Um, I've been hearing a lot of the national uh, rhetoric, which I don't I don't normally listen. I don't listen to Skip or Shannon. Uh, I don't listen to first take. I don't care what uh, kind of like what Bob's. I don't care what people say about the Chiefs outside of Kansas City. But obviously, when I listen to your radio uh, broadcast, you guys pipe in some of the noise from the national media, and then I go in and look them up and see what they're saying. And you know what I've realized, bro? The Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes are slowly merging into the lane of the villain. Remember, like two or three years ago, when everybody was was rooting for Kansas City, for Andy Reid and Mm. for Kelsey and all that stuff. Well, now people realize that the Grim Reaper is at one arrowhead drive. They become the villain because they can't beat the Chiefs. And then that that makes them a villain. It's like the Patriots were the villain. Nobody liked the Patriots unless you were in Boston or Rhode Island or whatever. Right. Right. And so my point is this. Um, You're hearing people's fear. That's what it is. When you hear people picking – uh, 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 Herbert as the, the, the new king of the AFC West and 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 uh, 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 stupid A. Smith. Call him out, Brian Greasy on Monday Night Football. So I'm so glad they went them, to the Manning uh, cast. Tony Romo, uh, Stephen A. Smith talking about the new Tom Brady has arrived in Buffalo. That is because people are afraid that not only is Patrick Mahomes the Reaper, but he's only 25. And we've got at least another 10 to 15 years of prime uh, Reaper and the uh, and the devil himself. He's 26, actually, until next September. So he is 26, but I get what you're saying. I know yeah, that's – I know that's funny. Do you, know, you realize Joe Burrow's 25? Yeah, and Joe Burrow's 25. So, you know, I, and, and it's the last thing I'll say before I go. I, I'm not uh, as nervous for the Bengals game. Still a little bit nervous, obviously, because it's the playoffs. But, bro, I hope we beat their ass by 21 points, man, because I'm mm. so sick of people trying to put Burrow in the same – you don't put Bologna in the same category as filet mignon. I'm sorry. Yeah, bologna <laughs> Some people too. do. But you, you know what, though, mignon, Reggie? Let me, let me say this, though. Let me say this in his defense. Joe Burrow is the only quarterback in National League history to be drafted number one overall and play in a title game, a, a conference championship game, within two years. Because usually when you're drafted somewhere number one overall, your team sucked. So I do give him credit to be here. They weren't last last year, from first, worst to first. So I do give him credit for that. Yeah, I, I'm not saying he's a – listen, I, I'm not 
saying, and this has less to do with Joe, uh, with Burrow than it has to do with the media. Uh, it's really the media. But, man, stop trying to, every time they get an opportunity, they want to put anybody up to Mahomes because they're, they're already getting Mahomes fatigued because he's that damn good. Yeah. But he's not going anywhere. Yeah. All right, I think my thoughts off here. No, you're, you're right, Reggie. I mean, it's this, all of a sudden you hit this guy. I didn't remember a ton about Tom Brady. I mean, I think they realized, okay, this guy's good. He's racking up Super Bowls. But he didn't get this criticism. Manning didn't get Nobody, this type of criticism. Well, first off. Like, Manning didn't get anywhere near this criticism. Well, because he was, he was losing a lot. <laughs> but, like, even May, Brady didn't get the kind of criticism until after 07. Because that's when we saw Brady in the light that we see him now. Big Ben never took this when he was going to Super no, Bowl two I mean, he, for he the had, first five he years. He had the defense. He, like, wasn't, he wasn't getting this. I mean, I, I haven't seen they, it this way. And on top of that, Big Ben was never – he never had a run like what we've seen from the Chiefs right now where they're like – like there were years off. Like they won in 06, 07. We had the Patriots that almost went undefeated. So, like, there was competition. Like the reason why so many people hate the Chiefs is because there isn't – there isn't a superhero to save people from the Chiefs. And so that's the reason why people hate him so much. Oh, yeah. They completely hate him. Let's go to Steven in Lenexa. What's up, Steven? Oh, boy, man. The reason you guys are portrayed as villains is because you, you're stomping on Burrow and Buffalo for no reason. If you if you have the world record for the Lattice Stadium, you need to act like you guys have been there before. You need to act like you're the champions. And you're not acting like champions. You're acting like petulant Petulant children, like all the other people at Camaro Head in the parking when, lot. When you say, when you say, Steve, I hate when you make generalizations because there's a lot of people don't give a damn what he said, like me. Well, well, I you're I, calling a show I, to complain about people being mad, and I just told you I don't give a damn. I give a darn about you guys stomping all over Buffalo. I'm not great game, yeah, and you're, and you're stomping one, over Buffalo. Why shouldn't we stomp over Buffalo? They haven't stopped crying, that. buddy. You know what? If the Niagara Falls runs out of water, which it never will, but they have stopped it at times, use the tears from Western New York. You're one big red gadget play away from going fishing, and, and just wait till Aaron Rodgers gets here in the division and he gets his best receiver, and you're going to be facing a real <laughs> What if he's hosting Jeopardy and says, hey, Stephen Alexa, you got to put the answer Aaron in the Rogers, form of a question. Aaron Rodgers that scored 10 points against San Fran? <laughs> All right, here's one for you, Stephen. Here's one for you for $500. Name me the team that's been in the last two Super Bowls. Superman is coming out of the. And I wanted the form Aaron, of a question. Aaron Rodgers, that that seven nine in the playoffs since he won the Super Bowl. You that have Aaron a Rogers. real man like Aaron Rodgers stomp <laughs> all over Patrick Mahomes, and so you, you just, Aaron Rodgers can't even get into the title game to face Mahomes. He's yeah. into it. last year. Look, Stephen, the last two years, and I got to let you go because you've never made it through a phone call because you're petulant. Why do you? Yeah, well, I'm and, not hey, taking that guy. He's anymore. never making made it through a phone call <laughs> ever because he he's likes to just be the naysayer. Like yeah. some people are just like that. Yeah, they want to complain about everything. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. He's the MVP this year, no question about it. He shouldn't. They've be. been the two NFC title games in a row. Again, I've been one, and, and then the whole thing this year, I've been wanting to see Mahomes go against Rodgers. But we just can't have nice things. And that thing may never happen again. I don't know. Because something always happens, just like when Mahomes was hurt in the regular season and couldn't play Rodgers, and Rodgers, you know, was protocols this year and couldn't play him in the regular season. The only time those two are getting together, it's probably going to be with Jake with State Farm. <laughs>
I'm not kidding. I, uh, and I do like that axe throwing commercial with Mahomes and Rogers. I think that's well done. I, I, I'll say this, man. Like, as much, and I, I, and I asked you this on Sunday when you came on with me when I was doing that Chiefs uh, playoff special. I was like, is it time to say Aaron Rodgers is overrated? Because of the lack of playoff success, and you, I, I don't you think said so. no. You I said say, no. Yeah, no way. Four and, MVPs and, and, and I a understand. Super Bowl. Yeah. I understand, and I'm not saying like he's. I do think he's overrated, and not in the sense of he's not a great quarterback or anything. But like, stop comparing him to Tom Brady because Tom Brady like wins major. He wins big games, but like at a certain point, we got to start putting blame on Aaron Rodgers for his team not getting there, and. He's just not getting it done when it counts. And, like, this past Saturday was a prime example. You can't score 10 points in a home playoff game and that be acceptable, especially when you're not missing a bunch of weapons. You know, like, Tom Brady's not – he didn't have Chris Godwin. He didn't have Antonio Brown. And, you know, he went out there and and almost – Brought them, brought the Bucks back against the Rams. Like, and again, I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers isn't great, but we got to start calling into question if just how great he really is. The bottom line, Chris, and we'll talk about this later. The yeah. bottom line is the NFC is not going. If 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 Brady, this is about as close to retirement as I've ever seen him. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. When it comes seriously down, so let me it. talk to Je- Zell might put some uh, some talk into him because he's been trying to get him to retire for a long time. Yeah, hell, she already gets in the vacuum, so this is the next step. And then if Rodgers comes to the AFC or he goes to Jeopardy or whatever, he's not going to Jeopardy. What's the NFC going to have? <laughs> Jeopardy's Dak. not going to have him on now that he's doing the anti-vax stuff. What's gonna have, going to have? What are they going to have? Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray. I mean, where's it going? I mean, Kyler peed down his leg at the big, at the end of the year. Dak, yeah. <laughs> Dak, Dak took a dump on the field after week eight. Oh man! I mean, was... where's the NFC quarterbacks going to be? They're not in the draft, so and we don't AFC know what's going to Russell man. Wilson could leave the a- the NFC too. Russell could be right over he here with be, us too. He could be in the AFC too because he sits as the best quarterback in that conference. Yeah, so yeah, I would say so. We'll see where we're going. If if Aaron Rodgers leaves, I still think no, no. It's it's. I mean, it's Brady. It's Rodgers, and then I would say Russ. Okay. But if Brady retires, if Russ le- I mean, yeah. if Rodgers leaves, yeah, Russ. Well, we have full phone lines. We'll take your calls because I want to have some fun tonight with you guys. We got a Bengals game coming up with four straight. This is something never happened to us in the past. No one had this didn't happen in the NFL ever. I grew up in this town, losing, losing, losing. Now all we're doing is winning. You want to discuss it? Plus, I got some naysays for you next. This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bink at Night. Jay Binkley, Chris Suno, Sarah. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Producing the operation. 
So we had a little bit of fun this week, Chris. You know me. I like the naysayers. Skip Bayless. Oh, me Both too. of these me still too. young quarterbacks played sensational games. We get that. But I thought Josh Allen played a little better than Mahomes. That's just me. I played well enough that he deserved to win the game because it looked like <laughs> he had made the last play with last at-bats. Mm-hmm. But Mahomes still had 13 seconds left. Mahomes had 782 yards in the last two playoff games, eight touchdowns. He's ran for 98 yards and scored a touchdown and was up to 21 miles an hour on the ground. By the way, he outran Josh Allen in that game. So don't give me that Allen deserved to win. You know what? Should Allen get a participation trophy? Like, here you go. Here's going the divisional round. Put it right next to your AFC championship loser trophy from last year. I'm not taking anything away from him. He was damn good. He was excellent. But what's going to happen? Brian Dayball, the offensive coordinator that really turned his career around early on, is going to be a new head coach. Probably in Miami, he's going to be gone. Can he resurrect it? But, yeah, Josh Allen's now, he's just a swimmer in a pool full of swimmers because now you got Joe Burrow, the next man up, and you got Justin Herbert still in this conference and Lamar Jackson, and who knows if Rodgers or Wilson ends up in the AFC as well. So, you know, this was their chance. You only get a short window of opportunity in the NFL unless you can kick the door down. The Chiefs have proven they can kick the door down. But here's the thing in life. There is a winner and there's a loser. Josh Allen had a great game. Mahomes had a great game. Winner and a loser. One guy won. One guy went home with the tail between his legs. That Okay. Jo- again, Josh Allen, outstanding quarterback. He didn't lose that game. Who lost that game was that defense that was supposed to be badass. But again, I'll bring this up. Because I know you only play the teams on your schedule. That defensive numbers were deflated for the Buffalo Bills. Well, inflated. Number inflated. Yeah. Number one, well, the Chiefs deflated it. <laughs> you can make a Tom Brady joke there. No, you don't give up 552 yards if you have the number one defense. Because don't give me you have the number one defense crap if you do that. Don't give me you have the number one defense crap if you give up a field goal with 13 seconds and already celebrating on the sideline like he just won something. If I had a nickel for every team that celebrated thinking they were going to beat the Chiefs only to have heart heartbreak and tears on their flight home, be a million dollars. I think the most interesting thing about it is what you just brought up. I, you know, if I just, before the show, I was listening to, I was watching like uh, NFL's like all access uh, show that they have on their, on their YouTube page, which you know, I'm telling you is, it, the NFL has some very strong YouTube channels. Their main one, NFL Films, uh, NFL Throwback. I've just been watching all stuff off those channels all week long uh, since that great game on Sunday night. But, like, on that, if you listen to the way that they reacted to the game after they went up with 13 seconds to go, like, Josh Allen was talking to Gabriel Davis and he was like, those four touchdowns just sent us to the championship game. I mean, he thought the game was over. He thought it was over at 29-26. But he definitely thought it was over when they were up by three with 13 seconds to go. Nobody thought that they were going to be able to make that comeback. I'm sure you didn't. I didn't. But I think we all here in Kansas City thought if there was a single person a single quarterback in the league that can make it happen Mahomes can do it and you know that's the thing that was the most interesting about and this is the reason why you can't with any sort of credibility say that Josh Allen was better and deserved to win that game because 
he had a chance to win that game. And he was up by three. He did everything he could. And Patrick Mahomes was given certainly not, I mean, what most quarterbacks would say is not enough time to be able to do it. We saw Dak Prescott have 14 seconds, and he couldn't do it against the 49ers a couple weeks ago. They had so many opportunities. You know, So many times we've seen quarterbacks have opportunities to do what Mahomes did, and they never do it. So I, I just don't want to hear anything about, oh, he deserved to win. No, the quarterback that deserved to win is the one that won the game. He's the, because, he's, the, he's, the, he's 26 years old, has the MVP, been the two Super Bowls, mm-hmm. and a Super Bowl MVP. Four straight AFC conference con- AFC championship games hosted. So spare Something me all this never talk. never been done. Spare me all this talk of these young quarterbacks. And Ju- Justin Herbert being the guy that the AFC West goes through, that's what Brian Greasy said on that football. Yeah. Spare me that until they do. I'm from the show me state, man. Yeah. Show me before you talk. Show, show me something. We just we Mahomes just had a, is already delivered. He's wrote the checks and he's cashed them. We just had a caller call in uh, during the break and like he made a really great point, which is that like everybody hates us because we got 15 because we got a quarterback that no one else has and no one else can compare to, and because of that envy that comes with it. Everyone else is just trying to find someone that could reach that level of Mahomes because people generally don't like greatness when it's dominant and like the way it is. I mean, if uh, we've talked about this before, if Twitter had existed when Michael Jordan was around, people would have hated Michael oh, Jordan. Of course, ass. they would have crushed him. They would have crushed him. That's the way people are. But you know what, though? We got the Reaper. You know that? Yeah. We- This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Your home for playoff football in Kansas City, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bank at Night. Jay Binkley, Christina Ocero, producer. I hope you enjoyed that little montage. I was just having a little fun with the uh, Feel the Reaper song, throwing some highlights so we can remember that. That's that's this year's... Uh... Uh, Trap Queen from like 2015 when that was like it was that and Weed and Boys were like the two songs for the Royals World Series run. This is the song. I'm not this gonna lie. Song, I have it on my phone. I like to remember it. Like, the, but things set up for that play. I consider that the play, the drive. So many things went into that drive. You know, Tyree Kill caught that ball, and then Travis Kelsey did. But was it Travis Kelsey that kind of put? Was it Coach Kelsey? This was on NFL Films, him t- talking to Tyree Kill before that drive. Hey, Tia. Tia. They might, they might man you up. They, I'm saying go outside and come back in like you're running a, a route outside. That way when you come back in, I can get in the way. So that was him telling Tyree Kill, all right? It was, it was him giving some coaching instructions, and then he had this conversation with Mahomes that, that he's going to split the seam there. And to throw it to him, and then you hear Mahomes in the audible, real, clo- real, real close. You can hear what he said. Do it, Kelsey. Do it, Kelsey. Like he was telling him what to do. Well, what to do? Because again, this is chemistry. This is when chemistry comes involved, and you can't buy it, you can't coach it, you can't do anything about it. Here's Mahomes on that uh, final 13 seconds. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't hard to keep him focused. We believe. <clears throat> I think that's the biggest thing on this team is we believe no matter what. Offense, defense, special team, that we can do the job in order to, to win the football game. Um, the first play, we hit tra- Travis, I mean, hit Tyreek, and he got up as much as he can, got down. And then at the play to Travis, I mean, it, it was kind of a thing where it, he wasn't necessarily supposed to do that. But after the timeout, we got to look at what the defense was doing. 
And he actually said it to me. He's like, hey, if they do it again, I'm going to take, take it right down the middle between both the guys guarding me. And um, he, he, uh, he went up the field, I gave him the ball, and he got in field goal range. Hence, do it, Kels. Do it, Kels. Buffalo didn't know what the hell they were talking about. There's Kelsey. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty common defense in a, in a situation like that. The defense will try and take away the, the sideline throws, kind of give you more of the seams and uh, in the middle of the field open. Um, that and they're soft enough so you can get a head start. Um, and I just told him right before they called a timeout, uh, right before we, uh, we went out there and ran that play. Um, and I told him, I'm probably not going to run the, the route that, uh, that it's called. I'm just going to run to the open area and, uh, probably midway through his cadence, he was screaming at me at the line of scrimmage, do it, like <laughs> do it, do it. And I was just like, all right, here we go, boys. It's a kind of chemistry there. And obviously, you know, you look at Matt Stafford, brand new year with LA, he's got Cooper cup, but just. It takes a while to build that chemistry that Mahomes has with Hill and Kelsey where they just know what each other's thinking. I mean, that's the ultimate. It's like, a, it's like the perfect couple where they, they each know what each other's thinking. Wink Martindale, he was fired for the Ravens, longtime defensive coordinator there. He was fired this year. He even said it the last couple of years about Mahomes. He's like, you know, he draws plays in the dirt. It's like playing backyard football with him. That's exactly what he and Kelsey did in Hill. They drew up plays, and they just did what they wanted to do. It wasn't the play call. It wasn't anything else. It was those guys doing what they wanted to do to win a game. Again, the play that's called and the play he runs. Andy Reid today about that chemistry with Pat and Kelsey and Hill. Yeah, it's special. I mean, they they all all three of them trust each other, and that that's important. <clears throat> I mean, they kind of have that innate ability to know where the guy's going to be against whatever leverage the defender has on them. Um, so they, I I appreciate that and. It's a fluid game, so you're going to have to make adjustments. You're going to have to do it with routes uh, where you have to – it's not going to be perfect. Like you might see with a card that you've drawn up and, uh, I mean, the other team's playing too. And so <clears throat> you have to maneuver around, and it sure helps to have that chemistry uh, when teams are showing you a bunch of different looks. I mean, you can't coach against that. You think you can. You watch the game film. You bring down the film, and you look what the Chiefs do. But the thing is, they do so many formations and do so many different things out of it. I mean, it's kind of what they do. It's the play they call and the play that they run. And then when you have the autonomy to do whatever they want, which they do, Andy Reid gives them gives them that time uh, during at the end of practice where they come up with plays. You remember the Ferrari Wright play with Patrick Mahomes? Like the Ferrari Wright against Carolina, right? He goes in motion, hadn't been done before. He asked AB and Kafka and those guys and Reid, hey, can I go in motion and do it? And it comes up again because Mahomes today likened his Pringle touchdown to something they did last year. Yeah, it was actually uh, off the play we ran in Carolina a couple years back where we uh, where I kind of I motioned and caught the ball and then kind of spun back around and make the throw to D-Rob. Um, uh, and so we definitely, the, the read was kind of Tyreek to, to Pringle, and they kind of gave us a zero look, so I knew I wasn't going to have a lot of time. So I just tried to race back and give my guy a chance to make a play, and uh, Pringle went up there and made a tough catch between two, two defenders. So everything comes back. It's all cyclical. It's just running different plays off of different formations. And, you know, you saw that Travis Kelsey touchdown pass in the first playoff game, the Pringle, and Mahomes was open on the side. Look for that play to come up again at some point. Again, they're going to run some things that don't work, like Blake Bell running the option. It's going to happen. <laughs> that was not or McCall Hartman <laughs> fumbling the ball. But then there's going to be the Travis Kelsey touchdown pass or Nick Allegretti getting a touchdown catch. As a lineman, things are going to happen. But the one thing is, you got a guy that just understands it. Shannon Sharp, multiple Super Bowl winner, said this on Undisputed. <laughs> there was nothing you could do, Skip. 
There's nothing you could do. Skip, I, I, told, I heard a tale a man in Africa says if a black mama bites you and you're out in the Serengeti, he said, just go sit up on the tree and die like a man. When my homeboy get that ball at the end of the game, just go ahead and take that punishment like a man. You know it's inevitable, bound to occur, that which cannot be avoided. Victory is in his hands. I like that. I mean, Shannon said some things that I like, and I. I'm I sure. mean, he pre- he pretend he pretended like he was he was about them Chiefs, and then he pretended like he wasn't. He, you know, he's, he's back on, but I get it. But now I he's back that. on the bandwagon. Like I love that from him. Victory's in his hand because Mahomes. I, I've seen this stuff with LA. So with Manning, we even saw with Rivers a few times. Like you give him too much time, what's yeah, he going to do at the not, end of the game? Not that often, but yeah. But remember when the Chiefs times. went through a stretch there, like with with Alex Smith, they wouldn't score two minutes left in the half or yeah. the end of the game. Yeah. But to have that fear on that other sideline, you know, I remember uh, Brett Favre when he had his own podcast a couple years ago, and Rodgers was one of his guests, believe it or not. I don't know if they really liked each other in the beginning, but he said, hey, man, you've crossed over that territory where people don't like living you have too much time. And that's the way it is, man. Like, you would never celebrate after Elway or Manning, or if you scored a touchdown, you knew they had too much time. Like, you didn't want to celebrate yet. Oh, yeah, no. You just didn't want to do it because we've seen it so many times before. It used to be back in the day, like in the 90s, most quarterbacks that touched the football with two minutes to go probably weren't going to score. Maybe they get you in field goal range, but they probably weren't going to throw a touchdown, weren't going to get you in any sort of position to go out. They weren't going to mount a drive really quickly, generally. Now, with the way the rules are and way with, with how much talent we have in receiving cores, we're now... There are teams like the Chiefs who basically have like two number one wide receivers on their team because you've got Kelsey and Hill. And and it's so hard to stop teams because now you've got quarterbacks that are as dynamic as the ones we have now. Uh, it, it's very apparent now that as long as there is time on the clock, you cannot count out Patrick Mahomes. And I rem- I just remember saying when there were 13 seconds left, and I think everybody believed that game was over, I was like, if there's anybody that can pull this stuff off, it's Patrick Mahomes. And 10 seconds after that, we saw him go get this team in the field goal range on two plays, and, and they ended up tying the game and going to overtime. It was fun. It was a fun game to watch. We all, I mean, could have gone either way. And we could be talking about. <laughs> we could be talking about a very disappointing end of the season. The draft yeah. and yes. what happened. We could be talking about that today. But no, what do I say? It's about beer. It's about bourbon. It's about the Waffle House. Let's celebrate. Because that's <laughs> what I did not know what I'd be doing at 11 o'clock, you 12 to, o'clock. You at went night. to Waffle House? I, I typically do a, We have a lot of Sunday night games, man. <laughs> it's like the only place open. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It never closes. No, I hope you didn't go. To I hope it's a good place to go late at well, night. I'm closer to Waffle, you know. Oh yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. So it, it just depends on where you're at. It doesn't matter which one you're doing, but you didn't want to sleep. People didn't want to sleep the night either. We had full phone calls the whole night because people in the party they wanted to celebrate. They wanted to go to work the next day in a good mood. Yeah. People in this town are in a good mood. I rewatched that game three times. It's, it's fun. Three times. But if you're, <laughs> if you're Buffalo and say you don't want to miss a great game, you don't want to watch that. Like I, I, I don't want to watch the Super Bowl again with the with the Buccaneers. Like I don't want to see that again. If the Chiefs great win, game. if the Chiefs win this Super Bowl, like I, I, I love, don't want to see a lot. I love watching the mic'd up videos and, and episodes and whatnot. I have yet to watch the Super Bowl mic'd up. If the Chiefs win this year, I'll be I'll feel 
I'll feel good enough to be like, okay, I could watch the mic'd up Super Bowl from last year. I don't even want to watch the highlights because when I get home from the post, I don't want to watch the highlights of the ESPN. I've seen, I've seen the, I've seen the highlights because like I watched, I, I mean, all those throws that Patrick Mahomes made that should have been touchdowns. You know, the three drop touchdowns. Like I've seen those, and you know, those are like you know a little frustrating to watch. But yeah, I can't watch like the mic'd up, the whole mic'd up episode. It's just hard, man. It's, I can't do it. We come back. Well, we'll talk about these quarterbacks. What a win when beans for Mahomes. What a win means for Brady. And can we start talking about the D word next? This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.